Talking Circle Studio. Just on the weekend. Studio in Monrovia, California, the dynamic duo of Diva and D. I love Welcome to the Terminally Unique Podcast. This is Diva. This is Dean. And we are back, the Double D Duo. Yes. Hi, you guys. How are you guys doing? Oh, How was your gosh. New Year's, your holiday seasons? I hope it was super merry. Yeah, definitely. And if it definitely. wasn't, that was your choice anyway. So Yeah, it always is your choice, mm-hmm. ultimately. But uh, yeah, we took a little extended leave, so I'm glad yes. that... Uh, we have uh, we have you listening with us this week, a listener. Welcome back to uh, for your listening pleasure. And I hope you enjoy this wonderful <laughs> episode coming up. How, yeah. How's your uh, week been, Dean? It's it's getting better all the time. That's you know? good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. We're, You're we're, waiting for spring to come, so it'll be sun sunshine. Season yeah, dude. Again. Like I'm out there. I, I made. I made. Uh, I I I I re up to my my steps. I went. I went two hundred thousand more steps than I did last year. So I'm I'm trying to get two hundred thousand more steps this year. So oh my gosh. I was I walked in the rain last night for like an hour, hour and a half, and I I mean I don't I don't even care, man. I'm just <laughs> I'm, like going for it. I have a story to tell you. So Patrick R, who was our previous uh, guest here, uh, yeah, where I was the uh, I was um, making fun of him because he was complaining about his work has a a step challenge, oh. and I, so I I said, oh, like how many steps do they want you to do? And he's like seven thousand five hundred, and I just started laughing because that's, I'm like, that's, that's it. And then he's like, yeah. So if I start slimming down, you'll know why. And I'm like, oh my Jeez. god, calm. I wish down. I could slim down at seven thousand steps a day. 500 i'm like you could i do like six thousand in the morning just like with my eyes closed you know, know like how could I you know. complain about that he's like oh no i need to start it, like uh, increasing my my calorie intake i'm like oh calm down <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird uh, some people with metabolism, man. I'm telling how, you. How many are you? How many do you do? Like a, I do a, a, over eleven thousand. I'm <laughs> I'm set to do uh, my my goal every day is eleven thousand three hundred and fifty. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Okay. That that was. Yeah. Random. I, what happened? What happened was this: was I started with ten thousand a few years ago, and every year I went up five hundred steps, right? Mm-hmm. And so then, uh, and so then I was like, oh yeah, I was set to go up this year, and then on New Year's Day, it was just like impossible to get out to do anything. So at the end of the day i had, I had eleven thousand steps and it was like you know eleven forty five so I just tried to do as many as I could and I was like to hell with it. I'm just going to set up to 11.350 instead of 11.500 like I normally would. So. All you listeners, hit me up if you guys could do over 1,100. 1,100? 11,000. 11,000, I mean, right. yeah. That's right. So okay. how was your week, man? Oh, I, I told you I watched Avatar. I kept making all those noises. God. And then... um. I went to the King Tut immersive uh, exhibit. Exhibit, yes. Nice. Was uh, it fun? Uh, no comment. And uh, <laughs> my mom said, "If you can't say anything nice and don't say anything at all." Are you sure? No, my mom's like, "Where the fuck is your filter out, young lady?" 
Anyway, so wow. it was all right. It was all right. It was experience. It was the moments. It was the people. It was a person that I was with. So. Right. That's what it's That's all about. That's all that really matters. That's right. Connecting. Um, what else did I do? What Just, else did you do? What did you do for the, the New Year's? You spent it with me. Yeah, I was with you. What are you yeah, talking about? Right, I was making out right. with your wife. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> God. Now it's on the radio. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's on social media. It's not like a big deal. <laughs> yeah. You know. Wow. Okay. All right. I'm just going to move on from there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what else gonna, to say after that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I'm just going to introduce our new guest uh, this week. Our, yes. new, our new guest. Yes. He's a new one. A new um, new. Right. Uh, I, got, I got to just hear a little bit. Uh, I, I caught the tail end the last minute or two of, of his share somewhere. And then uh, the, the, the audience that was there, they all just had such good things to say. And then when we, we had a little discussion after after the meeting, and he's just such a nice guy. And uh, and so I was like, I got to get you in on the show. Would yes. you come in? And so he's here. Thank you. Welcome, Mike. Hi, Mike. Hi, you guys. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? Good. Great. Oh, How I'm are doing you? Great. Yes. I'm doing great. Welcome to the show. So, I'm, are, I'm do you glad have to hear about you going to the King Tut thing yeah. with your mummy? <laughs> yeah, with my mummy. It was awesome. Oh, it was beautiful. We need one of those rim shots. <laughs> I know, huh? Um, do you have a nickname, Mike? Do they, do they call you Chaplain Mike or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> they call me a lot of things, but Chaplain Mike is is the best acceptable one. Okay. All right. I'm working. Otherwise, it's just Mike or, you know, I don't care what you call me. Just call me for dinner. Okay. All right. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. That's All right, one. Mike, we uh, we always hit you up at the beginning of these shows, all our guests, with mm-hmm. uh, what their DOC is, drug of choice, and maybe a sobriety, sobriety day. day. Mm. Well, my drug of choice was alcohol, but, you know, after a while it quit working, so I sup- took supplements. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> you, you supplemented your... supplements. Oh, you bet. You supplemented... <laughs> So your your uh, amebriation you sub so, so, supplemented it. What did you uh, when when did you decide that it was enough? Well, I never did personally. Mm-hmm. Um, Who decided it, it, for you? Yeah, yeah, God oh. did. Oh, wow. uh, it was one of three or four um, experiences mm-hmm. that I've had with a higher power. Lovely, and um, <clears throat> it was um, it was really cool. Because I found myself walking home uh, down Indian Hill Boulevard in Claremont Mm -hmm. at uh, 1235 in the morning Mm -hmm. um, after having a a brief invitation at the uh, Claremont Police Station. Oh, yeah. And um, I can go into the before, but as I was walking home after being totally humiliated and, and being told by the police, I might not want to go home. Hmm. <laughs> it might not. They didn't want to come out again. So, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but I realized I didn't have anywhere else to go. And, mm-hmm. and my thoughts were, damn, I'm not going to be able to drink for a while. Mm-hmm. This is going to put a real crimp in my drinking. Yeah. Jeez. So, walking barefoot, thinking, Hmm, I may have a couple dollars in my... I can walk all the way down to the 10 freeway at the liquor store and get some... And at that moment, I heard a voice and it said, Mike, you're an alcoholic. 
the reason why I know it was God mm-hmm. is because it had absolutely zero judgment. I had heard, Mike, you're an alcoholic. I had heard it from my head. I had heard it from my wife's head. I had heard it from the counselor's head. I heard it from right. AA people's mm-hmm. head. I never heard it from from God. And when God said that, I knew it was God because there was no judgment. Mm-hmm. And that cemented two things. One, that I was an alcoholic, and two, God didn't judge me. Mm. He just accepted me for who I was, where I was, how I was, however that was. And that um, changed my life. It The biggest effect was I've never had a strong desire to drink since that time. Wow. How long ago was that? So, 28 years, two days ago. Oh, wow. happy birthday. Happy birthday, so, Mike. Yeah. Happy anniversary. That's awesome. Wow. All right, so let's roll it back, all right? Let's do let's do the thing we do here, which is let's go back to your childhood and see what, what if you could just give us the the background like what you what it was like being a kid, where where you grew up, all that all that mm-hmm. junk. Well, I was born at a young and tender age, <laughs> so they tell me, yeah, in, in Colorado. Oh, okay. And, uh, what part? Oh, Denver oh. and in the mountains. And I remember riding in an old World War II Willie Jeep with my dad. Uh-huh. So cool. And one of my very earliest memories, other than kissing a girl, but we won't go into that, <laughs> um, <laughs> was riding in this willy jeep up the mountain oh that sounds fun without the doors mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. i'm on the edge with my feet planted on the door holding on to the edge to hold my friend in in case he fell out mm-hmm. <laughs> you were worried <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was really not worried about him <laughs> <laughs> but i didn't fall out so um then I was forcibly relocated at about five years old to uh, Missouri in the St. Louis area mm-hmm. and grew up there until I went to college. And um, the only, uh, I had a couple things. When I was five, six, seven, I'd uh, watch Disney, Walt Disney. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'd crawl up on my dad's lap. Had a great big bowl of popcorn. He'd have his uh, beer, and I had a little A and W root beer mug. Oh, I love this! Probably about three ounces, Uh yeah, (laughs) at the most. And I had my beer, and I loved, I loved the taste. Oh man, it just, it was there for me. But I never snuck beers. I never did anything. It never, you know, it didn't fit. Yeah, it just didn't click. Which. Um, and then, How, what? What have, when you were growing up, though? Yeah. You're you're talking about living, growing up in St. Louis. Like, did you have, uh, did you have, uh, like people around you? Did anybody in the family drink too much, or, or you know, did you look back on and go, oh, maybe they were a problematic drinker? You know, they were all normies. Wow. Okay, I had an uncle who was an alcoholic, <clears throat> but I had no affiliation with him yeah. right you know right. i mean i was you just heard young. about him yeah yeah pretty much and then he died mm-hmm. um so and 
And so then you're kind of growing up and there's no, not really problematic drinking around you. You're in school. Do, do you remember the first time that you had a drink? Or, I mean, were you, were you pretty young the first time you had a drink? Oh yeah. I was 16 years old. It was a couple days after my birthday. My cousin brought me over to stay with her. She had stayed with us while I was growing up for a little while. And, uh, I found a bottle of scotch mm-hmm. and I started drinking it and it tasted really good. Yeah. And I got so freaking sick. Yeah. <laughs> That's you what know, happens. I was downstairs. They were upstairs. Thank God. I just threw up. Oh my God. All night long, <laughs> you know, and there she is taking me back and I'm wondering why everything is so freaking loud. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 You know, so she turns the radio all the way up. I know she knew. How you feeling today? Pump. Oh. Just fine. I'm fine. I'm okay. So you're and, six- uh, <laughs> and I never drank again until I was in college. Oh, okay. Okay. Not oh. not a drug. I didn't have a desire. In college, I started drinking a little bit. Okay. You know, uh beer with pizza, wine with friends. Mm-hmm. Um, social with, drinker oh yeah and and uh, i found that that with more wine my friends would be more social especially mm-hmm. females hey. and so i really enjoyed <laughs> he always kept wine on <laughs> sock yeah mm, yeah in, in the bottom drawer of the dorm room right you know right. <laughs> just in yeah. case. under the bottom drawer it was, yeah. it was right. always cool there uh-huh. um anyway yeah, that was about it. And uh, that just grew and progressed um, to a point that I, all of a sudden, one day, uh, my senior year, I was driving around and I couldn't figure out what was had me going. I was just sketching. You were... Like you were, you were feeling uh, like a- anxious or something? Oh, super anxious, okay. super lonely, super hungry, angry, hungry, tired. Angry, lonely, tired. Okay. You know, and I realized, oh my God, it's I you haven't want had a drink? something to drink. Ooh. Right. And I was 20. Mm. <laughs> wow. And I was naive. I had no freaking clue how to get more alcohol. Yeah. So <clears throat> within eight months, I found myself in graduate school and seminary. Uh-huh. And it was in Kansas City, Kansas, mm-hmm. on the fifth story of a brownstone building in the middle of July. Sounds very Eastern. I know, it's dramatic. Only yeah. 104. Only. And at night it cooled all the way down to 100. Wow. You know, and that brownstone building. Humid also in that area. Yeah. Very humid. So I decided, you know. Hey, a salty dog would work, you know, put the salt back in, relax me. I can mm-hmm. read and I can do all that, <laughs> you know. And, of course, I was alone, but I didn't need anybody. You know, I was doing my studying and work. And A salty dog, for those of you that don't know, is a greyhound with uh, with a salt rim. Mm-hmm. This is a bartender you're, you're, you're talking to here, so I know mm-hmm. all about it. Yeah. And it really does quench your thirst. And if you have enough salt. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So I do that and and drink with friends and uh, just started hanging out. And every time I hung out with everybody, you know, uh, we'd be drinking. Right. And I didn't realize it, but I would drink a whole lot more than they did. (laughs) Uh, I just, I was unaware. I was oblivious. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Mm -hmm. I just thought, you know, 
eh, it's fine. Yeah. I'm drinking. I'm I'm okay. You were the whole time, right? Like during this, um, was school affected? You or was work affected, or was it just you're still being a very functional? Social drinker. I was very functional, but I could have been a contender. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're like, geez, I was only operating at 50%. What could I have done if I wasn't operating at 50%? Right. Jesus. I, yeah, I mean, that really was pretty much because I tested out of some stuff. You know, I was getting some uh, kudos and being the youngest person to go through and blah, blah, blah. Right. (laughs) <laughs> I was drunk every single day. Wow. Uh, you know, and and then then it cut back. You um, did? Yeah, for some reason. Um, I got out. I um, You finished college and you... Yeah, finished college, finished seminary, finally. Um, gotten married in the meantime. Where'd you meet and, your wife? Uh, oh, I met her in a hospital. Oh, okay. I wasn't there, but... Uh, a uh, parishioner was there, okay. uh, or a parishioner of a friend that I was going to see. I met her because I had been at an ice cream social and brought homemade ice cream. Oh, yum. I asked at the nurse's station if the patient could have it. And my wife, soon-to-be wife, said, no. She was a nurse there? She was a nurse. Oh, okay. And she said, no, she can't have any. Oh. We think she's diabetic. Oh, <laughs> she took the ice cream. Oh, <laughs> how'd you guys like link up after that? You came back. You're like, you want more ice cream? <laughs> I told you. <laughs> she wants. She looked no for you. Dummy. She looked yeah. for you, and she's like, I want some more of your ice cream. <laughs> that's that's right. I was the hog, and she was the Dawes. <laughs> oh yeah, that was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we, we got along good. She was very naive and, and innocent, and so was I. And Was she a drinker? <sighs> Lightly social. Mm. Okay. You know, she was a real lightweight. Um, you know, she would take Sips. Mm, one or two drinks, and mm. that would be it. You know, she'd be going, whoa, my head is spinning. And I'd have five or six and go, whoa, your head is really spinning, huh? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that was you so. You, so you get married before you're before you're done with the um, uh, seminary. Seminar? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you guys and move in. had a student church in the Armadale district of Kansas City, Kansas. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you don't know, the Armadale district is like the Bowery of New York. Okay. Only for Kansas City. Okay. So. For those of us that don't know the Bowery District, is that like a tough place? Hell's to be? Kitchen? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. You know, yeah. it's it, it's kind of like the Hell's Kitchen, all kinds of immigrants, poorest of the poor. Mm. Right. Working with all those people. And that's where I really grew to dislike police <laughs> and establishment. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, I was never a fan, but man, after like the fourth or fifth uh undocumented woman that I met that gets raped by the police and then let go. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if she stayed and put out, she, everything would be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and uh, seeing, you know, little girls. Yeah. Yeah. Put into that. Um, 
What do you think that does? Do you think that that kind of stuff, like you internalize the kind of the the um the injustice a little bit and i mean i i don't know i always oh. like to go back to like what what it is that fueled your drinking you know and and like stuff like that you know sounds like that that frustration yeah. could yeah i'd get angry at the church and i'd talk to the uh, the people and say you know we need more of a program and they had mm -hmm. a program but was it accessible uh, yeah, and it was really good. They even hired a community activist, and, and okay. she was great. And that was one of my main problems with the church. You see, the church did not do the church. Mm -hmm. The church did the hiring for people who were supposed to do the church. Uh -huh. oh. You know, we hire this person to be the community person so that we don't have to Get deal with them. Oh, so they don't want get to get, dirty. Their, yeah, get their hands yeah. and get some dirt in their, their elbows and nails. You know, and there were some really rich, they had a couple millionaires in the church mm. and they gave very generously. Right. And, and now I look back and I go, well, you know what? They, they did a lot of good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it still pissed me off. Yeah. 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 You know. So you're, you're running this church right out of, right out of seminary and, um, and I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Oh, of course. <laughs> How old are you? Oh, God, just turned 21. Oh, God, you, you were know. really young. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and I did not realize uh, some of the opportunities, <laughs> unsavory opportunities that would afford a pastor. I, I got offered drugs. What? I got told, oh, yeah, I got told, you know, hey, you, you know, if you'll be here, you know, we'll make sure that you're taken care of. And, uh, you wow. know, I, I eventually learned, oh, they wanted me there because the police kind of knew who I was. So they would leave them so alone. So they would, yeah. Uh. And, um, I mean, I went to some parishioners' homes and found out their choice of bathrobes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> oh, wow. and uh, that was the first time I went. Holy crap! <laughs> they really do offer themselves. Yeah, and uh, believe me, <laughs> I was not the typical Jerry Falwell because I went. I, I'll come back later. <laughs> yeah, right. scared the hell out of me because I thought all she has to do is start telling people, and I'm done. Right, yeah. <laughs> my right. career is out. Yeah, so. You know, I never did any of that stuff mm -hmm. and, uh, <laughs> you know, was really upset because meeting all these people who were taking these positions of power and hearing these stories on the side. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, how the they, corruption. Yeah. yeah. How the organ, um, how the uh, pastor caught her by the organ mm -hmm. and that joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I, I, I mean, and this is like what in the eighties? Is that is that when this was happening? So this is like, yeah, that's when everything Early really started. Early eighties, yeah, it's like Jerry Falwell and Jim Baker and all these like sex scandals that started coming out around that time. Yeah, a little bit later, <clears throat> the AIDS was what oh, just yeah. sent me over the edge. Yeah, because I I I've never. It, well, one of my classes in, in college was childhood education, and part of it was dealing with um, human sexuality. And at that time, they only knew of seven determinants of mm -hmm. sex. Yeah. <laughs> now we have a million. 
Oh, a couple thousand. Yeah. If you look in the way that genetics has played out, it's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. It's not a range. It's a whole globe. <laughs> yeah. The dynamics but anyway, I was in the hospital and walking from um, seeing a parishioner, and I saw this guy sitting on the edge of the bed, and he looked like he'd just been through the ringer. Mm-hmm. Thin, skinny, had some lesions on his face, yeah. sick. Pale yellow. Um, and I went in, started talking to him. Mm-hmm. And he was so pissed at God. Mm. Um, and I got kind of a little word to give to him. I said, and, you know, I said, tell me a little bit about this God you hate. And he starts telling me all this stuff. And he goes, well, I hate that son of a bitch too. <laughs> and he just looked at me, you know, his eyes got real big, and I said, dude, I am so sorry. I apologize for the on behalf of the church and every dumbass Christian everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just fine the way that you are. Can I give you a hug? And this was when people were saying you can get AIDS from toilet seats. Oh, geez, yeah. <laughs> right. And he just starts crying. And he hugs me, and he's crying for a half an hour. Two of the nurses mm-hmm. came in and went, are you sure you want to be doing that? Yeah. yeah <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> so so much know, fear was running through people at that yeah. time, you know? Yeah, so much fear, and it was unjustified, and it was the yeah. most unchristian crap. And I became so freaking angry. Yeah that the only way I could deal with Christian assholes, including myself, <laughs> mm-hmm. was to drink. To drink, yeah. Uh-huh. And I was a very periodic drinker yeah. because I couldn't drink on Sundays and I couldn't drink on Saturday nights because, you know, you got to be up on Sunday. Yeah. And um, well, that still leaves you five days. You know, so, yeah, so well, Monday three, hits. four. Yeah, oh, God, Sunday afternoon. Mm, yeah. Uh, I found out the joys of uh, driving 30 miles into uh, into town and, um, you know, drinking at the movie theater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, because nobody knew me 30 miles away. I don't know of anybody who yeah. knew me 30 miles away. Oh. But, yeah, my my anger really just And what was your wife them. doing at this time? Like, she was a nurse. She was just working. You she did a see. good job. She, um, you know, my definition of a, of a um, functioning alcoholic is one that's married to a spouse that worketh. Hmm. And, you know, she worked her ass off. Mm-hmm. Who, did, who did? She did. His wife. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. what happened after this? How long did this last? Like, you, you guys stayed there um, in Kansas? Um, it's I stayed in Kansas for just a couple of years. Okay. Then um, I finished up seminary in Denver, Colorado. That was really great. Um and drank with a friend almost every day. Oh, wow. Okay. Graduated with honors. It's <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> funny how that happened. Could have been. Yeah. Uh, but then went and had an interracial church in St. Louis. Okay. That was good, uh, except 
Again, I didn't know diddly squat. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So this is uh, kind of like you're kind of bouncing back and forth from Denver to t- St. Louis. You, you, your family's in in uh, St. Louis or Kansas? My uh, birth family was in St. Louis, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we in the Methodist Church. You get moved around. Uh huh. Um, so every three or four years, <clears throat> uh, you get moved around, and um, at first they thought I was a, a pretty good star mm-hmm. and and that faded <laughs> what happened <laughs> um it i just didn't produce mega churches and <sighs> you know yeah. uh was on committees and um actually got to go with the church and national stuff and got to re- rewrite some of the uh, welfare laws and stuff when clinton came in right mm-hmm. right and I had these stupid ideas, you know. I said, why don't we just give people housing and food and gas money and child care, and if they need education, and, and then give them some uh, drug rehab. And then after we get them on that path, we can start seeing what else we can do to get them off right. of the program. And uh, now they try that. And it works. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, we did get some. Mm-hmm. You know, we got uh, we got where they give you gas money and education and child care. And is this through the church or this is through the government? This was through the government. Okay. We met with, um, you know, Di- Diane Feinstein and um, okay. several of the other senators that were there. And we lobbied them and they actually listened. Oh, okay. You know, they, they really did. But. And so, you, know. you were still um, you were still back there in St. Louis at the time. Um, by that time, I'd gotten moved to Kansas City. Okay, and uh, did a lot of stuff there. Then I got moved to, oh God, it was awful, Sykeston, uh, which is in the Boot Heel. Right, where's that? Uh, Boot Heel of Missouri. E. You know, down. Um, is that by Branson anywhere? Oh, yeah. I had another one by Branson in Ozark. Yeah. Um, poor people. <laughs> yeah. Because I, by that time, I had just, I'd, I'd had it. I, um, When I was at one of the churches, I um, was stupid. I told you I was very naive. I'm not very socially adept. Uh-huh. Right. I went right. to... Um, you know, I didn't know what grocery store to go to. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they have Piggerwig, uh, Piggly, Piggly Wigglies. Wigglies yeah. 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 Well, they had a white one, a Piggly Wiggly, and they had one that was predominantly gone, uh, predominantly black. Um, like a segregated. Congreg- uh, you know, people that went to that. Right. Customers. And they didn't call it the Piggly Wiggly. They called it the In Wiggly. Oh, jeez. <laughs> My district superintendent got a note from the head of my uh, parish that committee. They, that they saw you somewhere. That they saw me coming out of that. And so I got in trouble Ooh, for yeah. going to that. Wow. And I went. You've got to be effing kidding me. Mm-hmm. And all they could do is go, you don't have to talk like that. 
Wow. I'm going, you're more worried about the word I'm using than you are about what this just says? Yeah. Right. Well, you know, maybe I could learn to be more diplomatic. Mm. And I didn't shoot him. I didn't get bail money. Mm. I thought I was being one hell of a diplomatic person. Yeah. But here's where the drinking came in. Mm. I could, every time I drank, I could swallow that. And it enabled me to function. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It also enabled me not to do a damn thing. Yeah. I didn't join any organizations. I only acted if it was in front of me. And and so I was really... The term arrested development comes to mind when you say that. And mm -hmm. that, that's a lot yeah. of people talk about that with alcoholism where, you know, you start drinking and you stop growing. Yeah. And that's what it, that's what it sounds like, like to me mechanism. would happen at that point. Yeah. yeah. It was how I coped. Mm -hmm. Right. That was the only thing I did. I I would, you know, try and do stuff. I would get angry. I would get overwhelmed. And then I would drink and then I'd be okay. And if I drink enough, you know, like I could go to a board meeting and I could go three hours at the board meeting if I knew that when I got home. You would have a, something have waiting a for drink. you. Right. Because I could not live without that. And so how's your wife taking this along the way? I mean, this just sounds like it's already been going on 10, 15 years at this point. Is how, she do, like, how do I know? She was <laughs> she was working. She was a workaholic. So she was all the time. Okay, so she's, she's not noticing Did you guys this. have kids? Yeah, we did. Um, and, that, and that really pissed her off. Uh, <laughs> you had, you had that kids? you guys had kids? <laughs> because... It got in her she way of being in loved an kids. Okay. She was a great mom. And and she was with them a lot. But I got to take some time off mm -hmm. and be with the kids. I took a leave of absence and uh, um all that to to be with the kids when they were born. And you know, she would come home, and there I'd be in the little rocking chair mm -hmm. feeding the kid, and they'd just want to be with me and <laughs> Oh. And towards the very end, after I tried to go back to school, mm -hmm. she came home from work, and our youngest had fallen and hurt herself. Okay. And again, my wife was a nurse. How many kids do you have? Two. Two, okay. And the little one ran to me going, Daddy, my knee, I scared my knee. <clears throat> and the look I got from her... <laughs> Not not good. You not good. She was a nurse. She was their mom, and she went to me. Yeah. So she felt that like, was inexcusable. Yeah. So she felt kind of slighted, obviously. Yeah, and I know that haughty, look on my face just really didn't sit well with her for some strange reason. Oh, yeah. yeah, she's yeah. already kind of hurt, and then you're just like laughing about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And, and, and that was, I drank that woman into a black belt Al-Anon. Yeah, for yeah. sure. You yeah. know, and, and there really was. It was it was horrible, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I, I just, I did not treat her with respect and dignity at all. So, so what happens now? You, you're kind of going through this stuff. Your, your alcoholism is building up. 
So everything kind of built to a head in 91. And um, I went to California to get my doctor's degree and ended up losing like eight, nine people uh, in my family mm-hmm. within wow. six months, oh my God. including my mom. And I just couldn't take it anymore. And um, then, fortunately, the Claremont police decided that on my way home from a grocery store that I shouldn't be driving drunk with my two kids in the car. Uh Uh-huh. Pulled me over and... How old were your kids? Three and seven. Okay. And took me and them to the police station, called my wife, had them come pick them up from the police station, which Mm -hmm. is why when I said they told me I might not want to go home, they were smart. And and that's where I had left things. And from that point, um, after I got sober, that was when the train wreck happened. Whoa. What Uh, happened? Well, when that happened... I knew I was an alcoholic. I went into rehab, which was horrible for me. Uh-huh. A lot of people do really good in rehab. It was horrible for me because a lot of places to try and break you down, uh-huh. you know, to build you up. Yeah. I was already so far down <laughs> that yeah. when they were saying you were bad, I kept going, well, how can I kill myself in here? Yeah. Where, you know? where is the place that you went to still around? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the behavioral... Uh, health center at uh, Redlands. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's behavioral, or it was behavioral modification. Yeah. yeah model, yeah. which is way yeah. outdated. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, not at the time. No, yeah. at the time. And, yeah, 91. And uh, it, it just, you know, from that point on, you know, we had a... a couple joint sessions with my wife and, 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 everybody in the group and you know they suggested that she might possibly maybe need Mm Al-Anon and she blew up stormed out you know (laughs) on how this was all me and they couldn't see what an asshole I was yeah you know (laughs) No, that's <laughs> and she of was course. right. Yeah, you, of yeah, but uh, of course but they were am. right too. <laughs> and you, <laughs> yeah, you know, and um, oh. but I lost my wife. I lost my kids. I lost. Um, so she, any she, she left you? Mm, no, I left her. Okay, okay, not by choice. <laughs> okay, and uh, I lost a place to live. I lost my school. I lost a chance to finish school. Mm-hmm. Um. I um, listened to the school, though, and took out a $20,000 student loan because oh it said God. it would help. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, then, you know, all that money went back into other tuition things. Mm-hmm. Wow. And and then um, I lost any work that I had, lost my career, lost my standing in the church, mm-hmm. and um, ended Talk up... Of- being homeless for exactly four hours and 30 minutes. Four hours and 30 minutes. It's a pretty short stint. I packed everything up in my car. I left where I was, and I drove to a job interview as a um, manager for a a small apartment complex. Oh, okay. And what they did is they gave you rent-free. Right. Okay. And so I didn't tell them anything, but they said, you know, we really would like you if you could start right now. And I went, okay, I'll, I'll move some stuff in. All your yeah. stuff is in the car. You know, so, yeah. So, so 
That was that, that was it. <laughs> talk about God stepping in, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, tell me what what is that? Uh, I mean, you just you just kind of explained like your wife, you know, left. You know, you lost your kids. You lost the place where you had to live. You lost your standing in the in the church. All these things that you said, and, and like, um, you know, what? How do you feel in, in those moments? Because I had a moment like that where I was like sitting in a jail cell, and but instead of like that poor poor me type of moment, which I've done a thousand times before that, I was like. Okay, well, I guess this is the bottom, and I guess I'm just gonna have to work Build my way here, out of this. Yeah. Or, or, you know, which where were you at? Where was your head at when that all happened? Uh, when I hit that, <clears throat> I did what every real alcoholic does. I took a shovel and started digging uh, further. <laughs> yeah, because you know that bottom just couldn't have possibly been bad enough, right? Um, but things. You know, and I contemplated suicide, and I felt sorry, and I felt a victim, and oh my God, I was the best victim on the planet. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you you started working as a manager at this apartment complex, and how did that go? This was so. This was with the start of your sobriety. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have a drink from um, you know January twelfth, uh, and. I just managed to... You just white-knuckled it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I started going to AA. Finally, I, I got sense enough to start working the steps. Okay. But all this stuff just kept coming, just kept coming. Okay. But I kept doing the steps. I listened to a sponsor. I did what I was told. It killed me because I could only see my kids under supervised visitation, mm-hmm. right? you know, and being told that um, having to take, I got charged with um, assault when she was the one that kicked me and the anger over that was, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, worked through that. And it really started turning around one Thanksgiving when this AA guy said, oh, you poor baby, come with me this Thanksgiving. And he took me down to the mission in L.A. and Mm. I handed out food and I went, oh, crap. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fine. Thank you, God. (laughs) You know, and then the next year I went to court and told the judge, and my wife is screaming at the judge, see how awful he is? He wants to put my children in danger. He doesn't give a damn. Mm-hmm. And the judge looked at her, looked at me, and said, you can have the kids, and you can have them every other weekend, and you can have the you know, modified visitation. Mm-hmm. Wow. Good, yeah. Nice. And it just got better from there. That's awesome. Um, to where, if you want to skip forward, about 20 eight years my kids have kids yeah i have four grandsons oh wow and all between the ages of one and five Mm. and they ask me over once in a while to babysit all four of them oh um, my gosh at the same time wow at the same time they're trying to kill you, though. Yeah, now. that's like they, a handful. You do have your living will, right, Dad? <laughs> oh, okay, then come over. And, <laughs> and there. And my daughter, oldest daughter, God, this is so cool. 
my oldest daughter, her father-in-law died over the summer. Mm -hmm. And um, he was friends with me, and they got an inheritance from him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, this Mm -hmm. is hard. Mm -hmm. Over Christmas... um, we were getting presents, and all I got from the oldest daughter was a card. Opened up the card, and there was a check in it with a lot of money. Well, for me. Um, and a note that said, Dad, we remember when you would go to the 99-cent store and buy us stuff. Aww. When you didn't have enough money to buy food to eat. Oh, we hope this helps a little bit. Wow, that's so sweet. Oh man, you know. So I'm not a victim anymore. Yeah, my head still tells me I am. Yeah, Yeah. but my heart is going. It might not be right. Right. So, uh, how about whatever happened with your ex-wife, or is she your ex-wife? Oh, yeah. Yeah. How is your relationship with her now? She hates me. <laughs> I If I did the amends that she would want me to do, I'd be dead. <laughs> yeah. You know, because I'm She's like, jump off oxygen. that cliff. <laughs> you know, how dare I? And how dare I get sober not because of her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or my kids. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, and unfortunately... Yeah. You know? I yeah. Mean, that's really sad because she's a good person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's a great nurse. And she's a really good mom. Yeah. yeah. And a good grandma. Most of the time. <laughs> you know? Gets a little controlling. I and Alan on controlling. What? <laughs> right. But you know, my kids get AA stuff. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And 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 they tell me, Dad, we listened. Uh, and so they deal with her well. Oh, that's yeah, good. That's, that's cool. Awesome. You know, that's another reason she hates me. <laughs> <laughs> I teach them Al-Anon. Yeah. <laughs> of course, she hates me. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> What's not to hate? I mean, come on. Uh, so it's good. So, how did your career go? Like in those the past twenty eight years, where did where did your route go into that? Yeah, because you started out. I mean, the last thing we heard is you're an apartment you're, man- yeah, you're you're apartment a- manager. Oh right? uh, yeah. Well, I brought my dad to live with me, and that apartment manager job ended. Um, I had been working. God, I did all kinds of things. I even did the lowest of the lowest jobs. What work at McDonald's? Oh, worse. Oh. What? I was a telemarketer. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> I think everybody's at I've least experienced that. I've done that once. That. Yeah, yeah. I've been like my first job. I was really good at it. Really? As uh, you guys could tell, right? I got fired. <laughs> <laughs> you would. <laughs> you know, I even worked for the gas company for a while, and, and mm-hmm. you know, that was helpful. Uh, taught me how to do uh, scheduling. But, um, I did that. I worked for the gas company. I worked for Inland Valley Caregivers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I knew that I wanted to, to I had always wanted to be a counselor, yeah. a Christian counselor. Um, and 
I thought maybe being a chaplain in a hospital, but that really wasn't open to me um, because of not being able to get some of the extra credentials in the doctorate degree. Uh. But I was able to get hired as a hospice chaplain. Okay. And when I got hired and started that, it's just like God was laughing and laughing and laughing. See, I told you. <laughs> and I just went, oh, my God, this is this is it. I've arrived. This is where, this you, is where I'm to supposed to be. I love that. And so I've been doing that for the past 10 years. That's awesome. And it's been the most fantastic thing I could ever imagine. Uh, taking wow. people at the very lowest, seeing families when they are in the midst of despair mm -hmm. and anguish and feeling horrible about themselves and being able to use every single piece of crap and shit I've gone through. Yeah. And God uses it to say, oh, you know, I remember when I had something like that happen to me, mm -hmm. and here's what helped me. Yeah. Right, right. And being able to turn that into a glorious homecoming. Yeah. A farewell. Yeah. A bittersweet time. Yeah. With Hosp those they love. Hospice is not easy. Um, my family owns a hospice, and um, I refuse to work there. <laughs> <laughs> but so it takes it. You know, it takes a lot, a lot of compassion, and um, it takes a certain kind of person to to really thrive in a hospice. And so I really commend you. That's really awesome. Um, so we always ask, uh, our guest questions here. Oh yeah. We got a couple. So, um, do yours first. I like yours. Go. Okay. So I don't know. I mean, you kind of, he already kind of went over it, but, yeah, but I, 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 I typically, I, I typically ask when was, when was your spiritual experience? But it sounds like you kind of told us about one of them at least. Yeah. The one that kind of turned. From what Claremont. <laughs> yeah. And barefoot. Yeah, barefoot and Claremont. Yeah. Did you down. have any other like aha moments? Yeah. You know, I mean, the one with my kids was really great this oh, last Christmas. I like that one too. And, and that was the start of not being a victim. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was getting there. But you know how horrible it is to work the steps and still feel like a victim? Yeah. 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 Oh, God, that sucks. It does. Doesn't have to anymore. Um, but a lot of little miracles mm -hmm. in watching the way God worked in people's lives. Yeah. And, and brought them from hopeless and helpless to hopeful and and victory and living fulfilled lives. Yeah. And I got to realize that I've been led all along yeah. through this. And and that's that's great. Um I haven't had too many ah moments mm -hmm. other than witnessing other people's and i go oh that's because god is saying you don't need them you're looking for everybody else's and if you can't believe what they've seen mm -hmm. anything i say to you is not going to matter right, right. Uh -huh. i'm going oh great i know just how thomas felt <laughs> <laughs> doubting thomas that's right yeah uh, you must have okay. felt like job for a long time the way I kind of um, 
Well, that's 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 what the the word that came to my head when you were talking about some of the stuff. That yeah, you were going barfed through. up on Indian Hill. Yeah, <laughs> lost your, you know, the yeah. wife, the kids, the job, yeah, the career, like, losing, 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 losing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're yeah. just missing. You were just missing the, all the boils on you. <laughs> well, <laughs> and, might, and then all the uh, <laughs> yeah, but you know, he went to Nineveh, and that really pissed Job off because. <laughs> It, that's why he didn't want to go in the first place. That's why he went in the fish in the first place. He didn't want to go because those Ninevites were assholes. Mm-hmm. Right, right. He goes to them. He does what God tells them to do. And then they have the unmitigated gall to repent. Right. <laughs> and he couldn't stand it. <laughs> and that's kind of how the story ends. With, yeah. With God going, hey, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Dude, things are unexpected, right? Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah so I have a question. So, um, what advice would you give someone who has thirty days or less and is struggling? Well, you've got sixty more days of meetings to go through to get your ninety and ninety. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, and here's the main reason why I never killed myself. Mm. I absolutely firmly believe that when you die it's not over yeah yeah and if you have stuff that still needs to be done uh-huh you still have to do it mm-hmm. so killing yourself will not fix it yeah. right damn yeah it's easier to fix it while you're alive uh-huh all this crap is temporary yes that's true yeah you know it's only going to be there for a season. This too shall pass. Yeah, yes. I had a, I had, I had, uh, when I was in the middle of all my stuff, uh, you know, my pending um, uh, indictment was coming down, and I was, remember I was flying up to Oregon, and I was carrying the weight of the sh- the weight of the world on my shoulders, and I know I had this really sweet old lady sitting next to me, and and she told me that right at the end of the flight, she goes, you know, it's all it's all temporary, and I'm like. She doesn't know me. She doesn't know my situation or anything, but it was like God speaking through her to mm. me and it helped me, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, all right. I guess it is. That's true. She goes, it all, everything that you've, every, every struggle you've always had, you know, what, what, where is it now? You know, it's, it's in the rear view mirror. You have your struggles now, but you know, you'll have different struggles tomorrow. And, and you know, so it was like, it, it just kind of put everything in perspective for me. So you yeah. saying that, pass. yeah, this too shall pass. I love that. So, um, you, do you sponsor people? I do. I uh, only have one person right now that I'm sponsoring, but yeah, yeah. And w- so you're in the Claremont area. Um, right now, I'm in the Rancho Cucamonga area. Oh, okay. You're close by. Yeah, he is. Heck yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I heard him. He was talking about Etiwanda, and I was like, I was like, oh, that's close to the house. I wonder if he'd come in and do the show. That's awesome. Yeah, that was fun. I so. Like so, Mike, what what is it? What is it that? Um, what do you think your your uh, the thing that you've learned over the last like well, it was 25, 28, 28 years. years? Yeah, well, I mean, what is like the main thing that like you go back and you look at it and go, "Wow, this is like this is me. This is so I'm so different today than I was then." The thing that you know, the kind of oh gosh. I think the one thing that I've learned, no matter what, 
no matter what I do, no matter what I say, no matter how much of an a-hole I am, <laughs> or no matter how good I do, mm-hmm. you know, um, God hasn't given up on me, mm. and God won't. And the hardest thing to realize for me is that if I do good, but it's not the best in the whole planet has ever seen, mm-hmm. it's still okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, because I've got this, you know, either I have to be absolutely 100% top of the planet or it's worthless. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm smart. So if <laughs> I don't do perfect, it must mean that I'm really stupid or lazy or worthless. Mm-hmm. Because if I acted my potential, I'd be great. Yeah. And I'm going, yeah, it might not be true. But <laughs> it's interesting, you know, that perfectionism. It's it runs it's it a runs, killer. Yeah. Deep. And it it's runs deep, deep in, in this mm-hmm. in the in the recovery community. As an you know? alcoholic, yes. Yes. Yeah, Miss Ms. Uh, straight A's over there. She's yeah. like, you know, uh, I was like that too going through school. It's like if I didn't get straight A's, man. If I, I didn't, yeah. Uh, when I got my first B in, in uh, graduate school, I was like, Oh, how What's dare wrong you? With you? Were <laughs> how you sick? Dare you? Yeah, you know what? what? I, yeah, I have like oh, a, a bunch of excuses for that, but it doesn't matter now. Oh my anyway, <laughs> hey, thanks for coming on, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, I appreciate awesome. it so much. Yeah, it was um, really hear, good to hear from. Yes. Uh, Thank you. Um, what else we got here? We got uh, you got. If you guys want to hit us up, um, hit us up on Facebook at. Terminal, the term is it the terminally unique yeah, podcast and ig you can hit us up at terminally underscore podcast or uh, unique underscore <laughs> podcast you're messing it up <laughs> or you can hit up dina 818 i don't know the rest 9595 that's so easy <laughs> i'm supposed to know this yeah uh, you, you want to do your own podcast I'm, I'm, i might be doing a podcast about football about high school football coming up here uh, please I mean, hit us up yeah I'm, i might produce it i'm not gonna really uh, no one's gonna hear my voice because i don't know what the hell i'm talking about <laughs> okay but yeah definitely um we love you guys reach out to the podcast uh, what did we say the the, the terminally unique podcast at gmail.com uh-huh. if you have any questions or you want to reach out to anybody um and i think it's about it right yeah uh, i want to thank you mike for being here yeah yeah hey, thanks thanks for, coming. for having i me. love both of you i love you too we're gonna have a goodbye in three two, two one, one. Keep, bye. Keep bye. Bye.